fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I'd like to welcome in at this time Jeff Hathorn. Uh, does it all for us, covers everything, and uh, we'll talk to Jeff right now. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? Hello, Colin. I, I got to admit, so I get done with the cable show and I get in the car and you're talking to Brick Tamblin about, like, killing a possum oh. with a trident. Yeah, it, only because he called last amazing. night. Yes, he called last night about an. There's an owl story out there where he did, he nursed an owl back to health. So I guess it was polar opposite of what uh, what happened with the uh, what happened with the possum. So he said he would call back tonight and give me a different story, and he sure did. He sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the time frame on a Steelers offensive coordinator? Do you think? You know, how many times? we asked that question with the Steelers and it seems like their time frame is much longer than the anticipation of the fan base. Uh, you know, to, we, to our knowledge, they've made one interview. Um, and that's with a guy who, I don't know if he would be considered the top candidate. Um, so there are still other people to talk to. And the, what really works into the mix here is the senior bowl. Now, Mike Tomlin normally goes down for a couple of days at the Senior Bowl. You would think that would interrupt offensive coordinator talks. But with these coaches now finding jobs and these teams uh, fulfilling their head coaching vacancies, uh, they're going to start working quickly to find offensive coordinators. So they can't just take some time off here if the person that they're looking for also has other opportunities. And, man, Colin, you would hope that whomever they want as offensive coordinator is not someone that's only in, only has interest from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, and I would agree with you there, and I think those are all good points. Hit us on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Do you think an offensive coordinator candidate would look at Kenny Pickett as an impediment or as clay in which he could mold? Well, listen, we've, we've heard that Byron Leftwich really isn't interested because he's not a Kenny fan. Uh, not that I'm not saying that he wouldn't take it, but I think that's something that he looks at and like, eh, I don't know if that's a position that I want because of Kenny. I think most guys are fairly confident in their skill sets. Different guys may have different systems that fit different quarterbacks uh, better than others. Uh, I don't think overall, if you're looking at the Steelers, that it's not just the quarterback. But you got to know coming in that, hey, my, my first opportunity they're, they've already said that Kenny's going to be the starter. So it's not like I'm going to bring somebody in um, or I can run an offense that doesn't fit his skill set. That's got to be in the mindset. And that's why you got to, to me, it's got to be someone veteran that's worked a lot of different systems uh, that can handle a Kenny. But if you were to trade Kenny or, or dump Kenny and add a Justin Fields, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it would, that you could adapt. Is there a greater than 0% chance that they could draft a quarterback in the first round? There is a less than 0% chance wow. that they could draft a quarterback in the first round. The, the only Let me say there's 1%. That would be if the Steelers dropped down to the bottom of the first round and added some other picks and felt like they could find some of their other needs that way. But, I, I mean, listen, they've – they want Kenny to be the guy. Uh, I I think I question whether they would bring Mason back just to not put pressure on him. They're not going to draft a guy in the first round that everybody would then be excited about. Um, I just don't see that happening. Plus, they have way too many other needs that that pick could fulfill. 
Is there at least a changing of the guard in philosophy and probably an application in so much as the names being mentioned aren't like Norm Chow and Bruce Coslett? Like we're, we're, we're at a place, well, seriously though, like we're at a place where the names being mentioned at least are names that wouldn't be mentioned in the past. The names that are being mentioned are hot commodities. Right, when Caldwell would be the young buck right. in the group. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think the fact that whether, you know, Peter King is really onto it or not, just the mention of a Cliff Kingsbury just seems so out of the Steelers' normality as far as who they would want in an offensive coordinator. I'm going to take Tomlin at his word till he proves it us otherwise, that they're going to talk to a whole bunch of different people, and he wants to sit and listen. And he, he said he needs to learn. He needs to hear what people are saying about his offense and get some new ideas. So I would anticipate we will see some less than, than usual candidates coming in. Now, did they pull the trigger on one of those candidates? That ultimately will tell you kind of where their mindset is. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years, and Jeff Hathorne is on that fan hotline. I'll ask you the same question I think maybe I asked you last week because I do believe it's an evolution. Do you think Mike Tomlin has it in him to say, okay, here's a young, spry offensive coordinator that is in the trajectory of somebody that is all around the league, and this is an offensive coordinator. Here you go. Park your car in this parking lot. Here are the keys to one half of the building. You do your thing. I'll be over here doing my thing. I absolutely think so, yes. And I think we've seen that at times. I think Todd Haley had a lot of control of the offense. I think um, Arians with Roethlisberger, whether Mike wanted more control or not, Ben had control of a lot that was going on. And that worked out because Tomlin knew in his mind, like, hey, I, I'm not going to fight this guy. We, ha- we have these weapons. Our offense is humming. I don't think as, he's as stick in the mud about his system as is perceived because when they had good offensive weapons and obviously a really good quarterback, they did air it out. They did open it up. Remember, people were complaining about the four wide receiver sets that this wasn't the Steelers and the Young Money family. Oh, what are they doing? They've got you know too many receiver sets out there. That was Tomlin. That was the head coach then. I think they – I absolutely believe that they could bring in a coordinator, especially if it's a guy, and I keep beating the drum for this guy, a guy like Daryl Bevel, or if Jim Harbaugh says, you know what, I've got somebody else in mind, not Kellen Moore. I'm flying that plane out there to be the first to pick him up and bring him here and, and talk to him about what his mindset is because a guy like Kellen Moore played quarterback a lot like Kenny Pickett. I think that could be a really good marriage if – he doesn't work out because he is still under contract with the Chargers. Can I tell you, I don't think it makes any sense to put weight on Washington and try to make him a tackle uh, for a variety of reasons. One, I think there's an evolution in him as a tight end. Two, he's already got some injuries, and I don't think he could stack much weight on him. And three, I just feel like that that's a tough tough position change within the course of the NFL. Where are you on that? So I'm the other end. Uh, I love the idea of him attempting to be tackled. And I get the, the pitfalls that you mentioned, especially the weight. Um, but he is not a tight end. I've seen enough in a year. I mean, unless he loses 30 pounds, but even then, I don't think that's going to make him that much faster. You know, he came, when he came out of college, he was, voted, he was in the combine selected as the second 
best overall athletic tight end in the group. It doesn't look that way right now because I, I just think he's wonky with his knees and he doesn't understand exactly what the system is. They Everybody praised his blocking out of college. And I realize it's more run blocking than pass. Uh, but, you know, even Mason Cole would talk to him and he's like, listen, this dude's a cheeseburger from being a tackle and a really good one. And I, I think that is an option they should look at. And the guy could make a hell of a lot more money as a tackle than a tight end. Uh, I would roll the dice because I just don't see a future for him to be an impact tight end. Where's three years from now, where's George Pickens and what is he doing? I think George Pickens is making a lot of money with somebody else. Oh, yeah? Uh, I just I, I don't want it to be that way. I think Pickens has a ton of talent. I just it, – it's just the two years have been weird for him, and that doesn't mean he won't – you know, act up at, at somewhere else. I just, and it's not that the Steelers don't want him. I'm not saying that, but if I were to project in three years, he, to me, appears like a guy that would test free agency and would want to see what's out there. Now, if the Steeler offense all of a sudden becomes this juggernaut and they're throwing a lot, his mentality might change. But as he looks at it right now and what the Steelers have to offer in a run first game where occasionally he gets targeted, whereas, he could go somewhere where he could be a primary target or get a lot more opportunities. Uh, I think he would explore that. Is Deontay Johnson, as they have their exit interviews, is Deontay Johnson in the doghouse or is he in a good place with the organization? I think he's in a pretty good place with the organization. I, I think some of the things, I, I'm sure they didn't love the fact that he, uh, you know, put something out there, his support for Mason Rudolph. It's not the first time that he's put stuff on social media be, you know, and I don't know how much that really rings in that room. I think it rings more outside the organization than inside. Uh, the guy works hard. I thought I thought he had a pretty decent year this year. He actually caught some touchdowns and made some big catches and, and showed on, under Rudolph. You can understand why he endorsed him because he looked like a different receiver under Rudolph, not from an effort standpoint. It's just I think he got the ball in stride in the right places and he was able to make some plays and, I think it was more of an endorsement of like, hey, I want to play this style than it was a slam of Kenny Pickett. Jeff Hathorne joining here on 93.7 The Fan. Uh, Jeff, um, something something jumped out at me, and, and I always like connecting dots and trying to crawl into people's minds. Now, Mike Sullivan, who the Steelers' Mike Sullivan, he is not getting one of these two jobs that he was asked to to go for, that he was asked to be interviewed for. He's not getting the New Orleans offensive coordinator job, and he's not getting the Las Vegas offensive coordinator job. Nonetheless, they asked for permission to talk to him. And I don't think they want to try to pick his brain off like, hey, what are the Steelers doing? I think there's legitimate interest. <laughs> yeah, that was a great offense you were part of. <laughs> right, we, right. we learned some more about it. Uh, yeah. Well, but here's the serious part of all of that. People externally – see something of value within that guy. So are we missing something here internally that maybe Mike Sullivan's a pretty good offensive mind? And if not the offensive coordinator, because they said they're not going to hire from in-house, they should find a place for that guy here with the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, all things being equal, yes. But any coordinator is going to want his own quarterbacks coach. Right. I mean, Canada had his own... Uh, I think it would have to be a rare circumstance where whomever is hired as offensive coordinator would have run into Mike Sullivan 
and they have a good relationship, and that's how he stays. It's not a slam of Sullivan, uh, and I think I'm, I'm sure he was talked to because of relationships and his past uh, with those two other teams that you mentioned, the Raiders and Saints. I just don't see him being a fit or a coordinator coming in with it being dictated to him who his his quarterback's coach is because I think that would be a prequel. If I'm that guy, it's like, okay, this is a prequel to they said they're going to leave me alone, but if they're already telling me I have to hire this coach, then I, then I know they're going to be bugging me and I don't want to be here. So who is the best offensive mind that the Steelers employed this year? From a play-calling standpoint, it's Sullivan. Uh, I think from a motivational standpoint and a gathering the troops standpoint, it's Eddie Faulkner, hands down. I think technically, and I, you know, I get to see his practices all the time, and I know it, it started off poorly. If you watch Pat Meyer work with these offensive linemen, um, I, I really see him, especially in Broderick Jones's footwork and the little details, he improves so much over the span of a season because you know, a lot of times these guys in college, uh, even at Al- even at Georgia, you know, you've got a you, – your skill can still win the day. You don't have to have all the little nuances and techniques. Uh, I, I think he's – I think he's solid. Don't judge Dan Moore. Don't judge Pat Meyer by Dan Moore. Uh, I, I think Meyer's a he's a he's a good football coach, and I think he is someone that they could retain based on how it all works with the offensive coordinator. Let's talk about that offensive line just a little bit. Got a couple more minutes. Is Broderick Jones still on the right side whenever the season starts next year? No way. No way. I. I see I see him going to the left side. I see Dan Moore being a swing in his final year with the Steelers. And then they go one of a number of directions. They can go in the draft. They can go with free agency. They could they could try to convert, you know, Darnell Washington to a tackle. I think they do have have options on the right side, but I don't think they're this happened to work this way because he was a rookie. They were working him in. They didn't. They didn't think Dan Moore was really good on the right side. They thought this was the best option right now. Broderick Jones will be the left tackle at the beginning of next year. What are the percentage breakdown? Let's say that there's no other guys get any carries, and there's reverses and different things and whatever. But what what is the percentage carries you think next year between Jalen Warren and between Najee Harris? I think it depends on the coordinator mm-hmm. and the system that they're employing. Uh, I, I don't know that it's that different than a. 55-45, so maybe you see Jalen get a little bit more than you have. But I think if you're evalu- if you're coming in from the outside as an offense coordinator, you're evaluating, okay, what are the strengths of this team? You would have to say it's the, the tailback duo and that it worked well and that Najee can kind of help wear out defenses and then Jalen can be that guy that comes in and gives a spark, but maybe Jalen isn't the guy you want to give the ball 20 times to you want to do that with Najee and then have Jalen come in. I, I think that works, and I think other offense coordinators would see that. So I don't expect that to be dramatically different. Um, we have to see who's hired to know what their style is, but I think that yeah. very much to look similar. And you remember this team quite obviously. Like I've said the best way to use Jalen Warren is like Deuce Staley, but forget the goal line stuff. Use him out, <laughs> out near midfield in situations like that. Yeah, and I, listen, I, could they give him a few more reps? Yes, I think they can. Um, I, I think there are maybe a couple more opportunities, but 
I'm not going to mess from a running game standpoint. Were they over 200 yards in, I think, three of the last five games or, or close to that in three of the last five games? So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not messing with that. And here's what you have to do as a, as a fan or even for us in the media. Forget where Najee Harris was drafted. Think about it as a running back tandem. I still think Najee can get a couple more carries just because of the consistency and his, his ability to wear on a defense. You wear on a defense, then you bring in the home run hitter and you hope he pops one. All right. Jeff, I thank you so very much. I appreciate it. I'm watching SMU and North Texas basketball. ACC matchup. That's why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) It is incredible. It's fantastic. It's so funny. There were a couple donors at the cable show, and they're like, yeah, we already got our tickets in Dallas for that ACC matchup, and it just – it just sounds so well, weird. Yeah, the Pitt football schedule came out the other day, and Cal was like week five, and it had a little asterisk next to it. And I said, what's going on here? It, yeah, it's a conference game next year. Cal. By the way, Cal by the way how, about that, how about that final game being in Boston? Like Boston's a great place to play in September, but November 30th, that's, that's going to be – that's going to be no fun. I know. Good luck to you. Yeah, uh, good luck to Larry Richard on the <laughs> sideline. I know. Thank you, Jeff. We'll chat soon. I appreciate it as always. All right. Thanks. All Stay right. Fun. There's Jeff Hathorne. He is the uh, the best in the business. Coming up next, how much is too much with interaction with fans and with fans' interaction with the players? Something happened last night. We must dive into and use that as a springboard. I'm uh, right here, and I'll be here until 1030. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday. Hear about Starkey's Card of the Week, Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday. Check it all out on our website, 937thefan.com.